Hello, Fuse Nation. My name is Alex Fuse, the host of Fusion News, and we have another big show for you right now. I'm on the phone with Tom Martin, who's a Kansas City reporter for KCTV 5 News. Tom, Patriots-Chiefs matchup almost a week away. Can you believe it? Yes. Um, this is this is one of the matchups I think we anticipated when they met earlier this season. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you look at some of the best teams in the league that were consistently – you, you, you might look at those teams and think that's a Super Bowl team. I think those are the four teams that you have left right now. So, yes, this is exactly what I think we wanted in the AFC. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to see Chargers Chiefs again, so thank God the Pats won. <laughs> well, Tom, you bring up a great point. These four teams that are left, you know, you could obviously, uh, uh, if you're looking at the NBA, okay, well, these two teams are going to make it, you know, Steph Curry and uh, the Warriors and whatever team LeBron's playing for. But all of this NFL season uh, has been very competitive. Um, so just looking at the the way the the season has ended, it's almost perfect. You know, you got a great matchups in both of these two leagues. Um, early predictions for you. I, I'm not a big predictions guy, uh, but do you have an early prediction for this game? We're going to lead off with the predictions. Yes, all right. we're going to do it. I, I do think, I think last week we all thought that that Chiefs-Colts would be a shootout. The mm -hmm. defensive performance by the Chiefs surprised me, but I also think that was in large part due to what the Colts did offensively. They did not run the ball, which is what they do best. So, um, you know, I think this will be – I don't think Bill Belichick is going to get in his own way like Frank Reich did. I think this game features the best that the Patriots have to offer and the best the Chiefs have to offer. I expect something up around – you know, 34-31, something real close, and I have the Chiefs going on. I think the way that the game went earlier this season, um, you put them in, in, in Arrowhead. I think that changes the entire ball game. And, Alex, as I'm sure you know, the Patriots have been a much different team on the road. Mm -hmm. Their defense especially has not been good away from Gillette. Um, I just think that and the fact that the Chiefs just have that, that team of destiny feel. I hesitate to use that, but – when your quarterback is in his second year and throws 50 touchdowns, something feels right about this team. Well, Tommy bring up a great point about the Patriots, and I was at the game yesterday, and I was saying to my dad, who's also a big Patriots guy, I'm like, well, look, if if the Patriots played like this on that last play in Miami, the game would have been at, in Foxborough. And um, you look at it differently as a Patriots fan and or just you know someone that watches the NFL, okay, you put the Patriots on the road. And they've been awful on the road. It's like a complete different team on the road. And it's almost like they play scared on the road or something. Just the defense, just something doesn't add up. And it's and it's it's weird because it's only on the road. Something we really haven't seen at all from the Patriots. And, you know, going into this game, in Arrowhead, of course, one of the toughest ballparks to perform in an NFL game. And I don't know if you looked at the weather report or not, but it's brutal. It's going to be colder than it was in Foxborough yesterday. Um, so how big of a weather factor do you think it is going to be for these two teams? Well, you know, I don't think it's going to be a huge factor. I think, you know, we wondered how Patrick Mahomes would do in the snow. And before the game is when it came down the hardest. And he looked better. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked really comfortable when the snow was coming down. And, and it's not supposed to snow on Sunday. Uh, here there should be some tonight uh, the previous two days but we're looking at an arctic blast that is the early weather report that says the game could start around zero 
degrees, maybe even a negative temps, especially with wind chill. Um, and I don't. I talked to our weather guy at our TV station. I'm with the CBS affiliate here. Uh, he's not expecting a lot of wind, so kicker fans, be wary of that. But I do think that what you're going to see is is two teams that uh, might just be able to tune it out. As as hard as that sounds with the cold, I, I just think they're both so locked in right now, and the Patriots have proven it. They've done this all the time in the cold. Uh, this is new territory for the Chiefs as far as getting to the AFC Championship game. This is the first time ever that an AFC Championship game is being hosted in Kansas City. Um, it was a big, big, big hump to get over beating the, the Colts to get to this point. So I imagine that you're going to see both teams locked in and the weather I don't think is, uh, is going to make a huge difference. We thought maybe we'd see more running the ball, but, but Mahomes aired it out. In, in, in the cold temps last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it will be determined uh, with the players and what they offer versus the weather. Mm-hmm. And this is a matchup NFL fans have to just, you know, bite into. It's Mahomes versus Brady. It's like the next legacy quarterback versus the quarterback now. And, Tom, I have to ask you this one. Do you believe the cliff of Tom Brady is here? Well... I mean, he's in the AFC Championship game again. He's a top-five quarterback in football. What's the cliff, right? The right. cliff, you know, is he the MVP ever again? Probably not. But he'll be a real good quarterback, I think, for the next two or three years. Um, I, we keep waiting for a couple of those moments where he struggles in a game like this. And who knows? This might be a, a torch-passing game. If Tom Brady finally has a rough game in an AFC Championship Maybe that's the time that we that we really take that cliff falling off seriously. Mm-hmm. Until then, um, I think he's a real good quarterback. I don't think that he is what Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers is right now. Um, but he beat Phillip Rivers. Not that it's a one-on-one matchup, but uh, that was clearly a Patriots advantage the whole way through yesterday. I also think the Patriots offensive line, what they've done with Shaq Mason – and David Andrews especially, um, that's really helped him out a lot too, and that's to their credit. And there is an element of the quarterback really making sure he's in tune with the checks, with the offensive line communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's big nowadays with all the motion these teams run. The Chiefs do this more than anybody else. They get guys in motion pre-snap. They really make it complicated for the defense. I think Brady and Mahomes are two of the best quarterbacks at doing this which is why it should be such a fun chess matchup. I definitely agree. And uh, we'll switch gears now and talk about a little about your career. And I know we were talking about this weather, but this weather is nothing like it was in Buffalo where you were actually covering the Bills a few years ago, right? Yeah, I had uh, Rex Ryan for two years. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, so so Buffalo was quite the change. Um, <laughs> I went to school at Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, the great journalism school there, and then wound up going down south for two years in Lafayette, Louisiana. I covered the Ragin' Cajuns and uh, Les Miles and the LSU Tigers, who, of course, is now at Kansas right down the road from me again. So he's following me, obviously. (laughs) And uh, I think Buffalo was a real good place to be just because they take it real serious up there with with the news coverage. I mean, you know, Buffalo's kind of overlooked, especially Mm -hmm. within the realm of the NFL. And I think a lot of people count on folks like me up there to get the the news to them to do a good job covering the team it was really challenging to go ahead and push yourself and, and make sure that you're doing the best job possible and not just sit there and say well let me ride on the coattails of espn or nfl network no it was up to us 
um, that was a real building experience for me. And I'd say the weather was a building experience too. The best thing I ever did, Alex, I got myself an app on my phone that lets me start my car and you put the little thing on the bottom of the engine and I can get my car nice and warm before getting in. And I was the most popular guy whenever I was with people in Buffalo <laughs> because my car was warm. And that's probably it. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I'm from Albany, so it's about uh, two and a half hours away from Buffalo. So we don't exactly get the same amount of snow Buffalo does, but we get some of it. So I definitely can attest to the poor weather conditions in upstate New York. Yeah, it, uh, it made for going to hockey games the preferred idea because it was cold in there, but it wasn't like it was outside. We were getting blown away by snow. That's but, uh, right. hey, I love Buffalo for the record. Yeah. It, it's a great city and yeah. it's got a lot going for it right now and uh, great food, man. Mm -hmm. I, I probably gained a little weight too there, so, uh, <laughs> but well worth it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, Tom, you're a sports broadcaster. So, um, what would be, you know, your what drives you to be the best that you can? And, you know, what makes you, this is a two question. Oh, well, um, I'm breaking all the rules now. Anyways, um, you know, what drives you to be your best and what makes you love this career so much? Um, that's a good question for being a two parter. It's a good question. What makes me love this career? Um, I think it started when I was a kid and I'd watch sports center and I want to be the guy who conveyed how I felt about games. And I wanted people to understand that this is how you're supposed to feel. And this is how you're supposed to react. And if you feel that way, then you're getting the same joy that I am um, or the same sadness. You know, there's a story I did yesterday on a family at Arrowhead Stadium that bought their mother who had died 15 years prior during another Chiefs playoff loss, an empty seat to the game just to have mm -hmm. it for, uh, for her there. And to be able to share a story like that, uh, to be able to have an impact on communities and, and, and really – get to the heart of things and especially now Alex with how many of us are out there now right in the mm -hmm. 90s and the 80s and before then it, it was just so many it was so many fewer people who were in charge of conveying what sports are about and now there are so many more people who can do that I think it challenges me to, to do the best job I can to be the most accurate and to to, to really make it enjoyable I, I always go back to sports should be fun um, when it can be first and foremost. And I think that got lost on a lot of people in the last 10, 15 years. Um, so that, I mean, I mean, that's what I love about it, but, but what drives me truly is this is what I know I wanted to do. I was seven or eight years old. I loved being a part of sports. I knew I couldn't play them well enough. So why not go in and make sure that if you wanted your sports coverage, you'd hear from me. I would tell my, my lunch table, all the sports topics that day in first grade. That's what, that's where it probably started, honestly. Mm -hmm. So you, you start to figure out that you watch people and you say, I don't like how they're doing that. I want to do it better. And you may not, but that's what drives me is to keep going and pushing myself until eventually if all things go well, maybe I am doing it better. That would be the hope. Well, Tom, you actually did a sports story that won an Emmy. And when you heard that news, what went through your mind? Well, that night, um, I, so it was a, uh, it was at the awards in St. Louis. I knew I was nominated, but I was not aware that I was going to win. My first immediate thought, to be honest with you, Alex, was how much have I had to drink? Because I had to go up there and give a little speech. <laughs> so I was okay, thankfully, and got up there and 
tried to spit out some words thanking my parents and teachers and, and then get the hell off the stage. Um, it was really gratifying. I'm and, and, and you mentioned earlier what pushes me. I'm still kind of annoyed with myself that I haven't gotten another one. And, and not that you do this for awards, but you want to keep trying to take steps and be better and better at your job. And not that I haven't done that, but I mean, that feeling, I'd love to have that feeling again. That was really big for me in my career to be able to, to, to beat out, you know, guys who were in the business for 20 years. And here I was putting this story together as a, as a senior in college. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, you can say I'm bragging about it or whatever, but, but truly it was really a humbling and awesome feeling to put the work in and to get, uh, some recognition for it. And honestly, the best part was, was knowing that it was recognizing the accomplishment of the story subject. It was a kid very aware that he had down syndrome and was making an impact on his high school and trying to pass along that just cause I'm different doesn't mean that I can't have a good life here. Uh, it was a really great story. And, and I, I was, I was really happy to see it recognized. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story, Tom. And it just goes back to your point, like you said, you know, what drives you, you know, to cover, you know, the sports. And like you said, they should be fun. You know, you should celebrate these great games and moments that these athletes that are loved all over, whether or not you're a Patriots fan, you respect Tom Brady. If you're whether or not you're a Yankee fan, you respect Derek Jeter. Uh, so you look at these whole stories and you cover, you spend, they're almost like your family. If you're a fan of a team, you just spend so much time investing in these sports. So it's great that uh, you are doing this as well. And it's, uh, you know, I look up to guys that are doing this because this is the career I want to get into. Um, so last question I'm going to ask for you is what has been the best advice you've ever received by anyone? Well, it could be career or, or life uh, for you. Best advice. Uh, best life advice I've ever gotten was from my dad who said, figure out yourself before you try figuring out other people. And I think that's code word for before you try to get married or date somebody long term, make sure you're not an idiot. So I'm working on that. But as far as the career advice goes, you know, it's hard to say. I think one of the pieces of advice I got that, that still sticks with me, it's not anything crazy, but a guy named Jim Flink, who was a longtime anchor in Kansas City, and this is just happenstance. I was a college student when he gave it to me. But there was one time I was doing highlights for the first time at the local station there, and he said, stop reading the prompter. You know, the prompter isn't delivering what, you know, I guess the prompter isn't the answer that people want. You're the answer that people want. So, so go off the cuff more. Really give your emotion to it. Um, be willing to take a risk and maybe while you're in college, make a few mistakes, have some errors, but figure out more and more how to be able to genuinely show and share what you're feeling in that moment to convey the moment the best way possible. And now I feel like I'm, I'm so comfortable, Alex, and going out and doing post-game reports and stuff in the moment when I have no prompter, no nothing in front of me. But I can just talk because I've done it and I've challenged myself to do that. Um, I think that's very important nowadays is, is, is to be able to, to see something and instantly be able to have an opinion or be able to translate it back to the viewing audience who, who is really wanting to hear what the right or what the, uh, the popular opinion might be.
I definitely agree 100%, Tom. Thanks again for coming on tonight. And uh, where can the Fuse Nation follow you throughout the rest of the Chiefs season and uh, your coverage of the Chiefs? Yeah, guys, follow me this week. We got all the Chiefs stuff that you'd ever want if you want to get to know this team. Uh, it's at TomKCTV5. Um, got a show called Chiefs Rewind that I host with a former Chiefs receiver. It's on Chiefs.com. If you search that, that'll give you a full breakdown of the previous game. And so you can make sure you get all the stuff that, that led into the Chiefs getting here. And um, yeah, Alex, thanks again for having me on. Of course, anytime. It was great talking with you. And uh, maybe if the Chiefs win, we can have you on again next week. Yeah, you bet. All right. Thanks again, Tom, for coming on. Have a great rest of your night. You too. All right, Fusation, you just heard it from Tom Martin, a Kansas City Chiefs reporter there down in Kansas City. And once again, I want to say thank you for listening to all the Fusion News podcasts here tonight on Fuse Nation. Once again, for listening, I'm Alex Fuse. And if you are not a subscriber of Fusion News, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button now to be answered in for a chance to win two free New York Yankee tickets. Once again, thanks for listening. I will be seeing you very soon. Thanks for watching.